It's all the files of the whole park. It tells you everything. Sir, he's uploading the virus. Eagle one, the package is being delivered. It's arguably America's favorite fast food restaurant. Home of the Big Mac, McNuggets, and that creepy clown that used to haunt my dreams. Uh, Ronald, the Happy Meal doesn't have you yet. Gucci, Gucci, go. <laughs> it just needed a good tickle. <laughs> McDonald's is classic Americana that's spread all over the world. But lately, a motherboard exclusive shows Ronald's House of Burgers allegedly used private spies to surveil its workers. For the latest on this, we have our very own Lorenzo Franceschi Bicarai on to discuss. I'm Ben Maku, and this is Cyber. Lorenzo, I got to tell you, this is a spicy, spicy story, and it also involves two of my favorite types of things. You got some private spies and one of America's illustrious fast food behemoths. Yeah. Hi, Ben. Uh, first of all, great to be on the show. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you're never on. <laughs> yeah, it's it's been a while. Uh, so, so, yeah, this is the story. Uh, Lauren and I wrote a story about how McDonald's uh, has for years employed a team of intelligence analysts to keep an eye, or rather to spy and monitor um, labor activists. And particularly McDonald's is worried about the Fight for 15 movement, um, which advocates for a raise in the minimum wage and has been doing a great work, um, you know, raising awareness on the on this issue basically since the beginning of the last decade, since, the you know, the 2010s. And we found out that McDonald's is uh, very worried about this and, um, you know, seemingly would go to great lengths to spy on the workers. We obtained documents and spoke to sources from the company that told us McDonald's even um, used a social media monitoring tool to try to scrape information from Twitter, Facebook, anything that was like sort of open source. But they also tried to use fake Facebook profiles in an attempt to like recreate uh, networks of activists. So the idea was to figure out which McDonald's uh, workers were involved in the movement, who they were talking to. Uh, who else they knew, who else could be in the movement. That is, I mean, like, is this not just sort of the classic thing that a lot of big companies are doing nowadays? I mean, th this is bringing me back memories of the Amazon story. There are some new leaked documents that have stunning new details in this regard. This the reporting that, that Lauren has done on that, that, you know, Amazon would go to the lengths of hiring groups like the Pinkertons from the notorious Pinkerton union-busting agency, which has a horrible and storied history of being basically hired goons for corporate America to spy on their warehouse workers and track any sort of labor unionization efforts. I mean, how extensive or how similar is it to what McDonald's has done? Yeah, I think it's very similar. I think around the time uh, when Lauren published that, that investigation last year, uh, I also wrote a short story about how Amazon was looking for an intelligence analyst to keep an eye on labor. And that's exactly what McDonald's is doing and was and has been doing for a few years. And yeah, like while it's not surprising because we know that uh, large corporations in America have done a lot of work to prevent workers from unionizing, there's a lot of questions here that we don't know. Like 
we don't know if this was legal. We spoke with a labor lawyer that claimed that this is not legal. So I guess the question right now will be, is anyone going to sue McDonald's as, you know, does McDonald's have any legal responsibility that they will have to answer to? So while this is not surprising, it could be very bad for McDonald's. And I mean, question: How sophisticated were these these private spies? I mean, where did they where where did they come from? Um, well, the intelligence team is made uh, so so companies like McDonald's have, an, have intelligence teams for several reasons, right? Uh, one of the classic missions of these intelligence teams is to provide protection to executives on like, you know, you can imagine if they go on a trip to China or something like that, then the intelligence team's work is to make sure that there's no safety issues there. Uh, they keep an eye on uh, where, you know, McDonald's restaurants open, whether it's a, you know, a, a safe country, if there's some sort of a unrest. But in the case of McDonald's, part of their job was also to keep an eye on the on the workers. And in terms of sophistication, I would say that like they were not super sophisticated. Like the social media monitoring tool that they were using is mostly like an open source monitoring tool. But, you know, it's not clear, you know, if, if you're using fake accounts, then that's that's pretty interesting. Like you have to get uh, you have to get around Facebook's uh, pretty decent protections against Facebook accounts. You know, as, as we all know, uh, and as listeners to the show know very well, Facebook has gotten much better at going after any sort of what they call inauthentic behavior. We take down billions of fake accounts a year. So we are aligned with people in order to take that down. And we invest billions of dollars a year in doing so. McDonald's was getting around those protections. That's that's pretty good. Yeah, no kidding. But also, it's just, it, it strikes me as, you know, obviously, this is a, a massive corporation employing private spies. But I mean, is it safe to assume that most big corporations with a union problem or are who are afraid of something like a $15 minimum wage are they doing similar things? You think? I think it's. I think we can. Im- we can imagine that they're doing it. Uh, the challenge is that these kind of operations are pretty secretive. You know, no company wants to get caught uh, doing this stuff because, uh, as I was uh, talking about earlier, you know, there's a lot of questions whether this is legal. But yeah, in a way, you know, like with the internet, um, these kind of operations are not that hard to do anymore. So. In a way, like, why wouldn't a corporation do this? You know, like, it doesn't cost them that much to employ a team of intelligence analysts, you know, to scrape the internet, keep an eye on, on news uh, news reports, follow a few people on Twitter, and try to see what's uh, what the movement is up to. You know, like, years ago, it was much harder. You know, you had to, like, uh, tail people. You had to have, like, sort of private detectives that actually would go out on the street and keep an eye on protesters. Right now, you can do it online. So yeah, I think it's safe to assume that all these big corporations are doing it. But we would like to know all the details, of course. So if you know anything, let us know. And what was McDonald's response to this? So McDonald's response was interesting because they flat out denied everything. Uh, They denied that they do any sort of uh, monitoring of labor organizers. Uh, They said that essentially our, our allegations were completely false. Uh, but at the same time, they did admit that the intelligence team, you know, has has a responsibility to protect the company from any sort of safety threats. And they and they specifically mentioned protests, labor protests that could put employees at risk. And and they also said that they've never used fake Facebook accounts. So they completely denied, which was interesting. I sort of expected them, 
not to comment, to be honest. Yeah, me too. I mean, it would seem like kind of a smart move, but maybe they didn't realize the uh, mountains of evidence you had. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, you know, maybe their their idea is, you know, we come out strong against the story and, and hope that the public believes us. Just come out swinging. Yeah, exactly. The old Donald Trump mentality. Yeah. And what about policymakers and politicians? Has there been a response to this? Because I could imagine that, you know, I know the DC has been interested in the rise of Amazon and its and its treatment of workers. Lawmakers came out swinging against Amazon, Apple, Alphabet and Facebook at yesterday's historic antitrust hearing. They use phrases like too much power, anti-competitive acquisition and emperors of the online economy. It was Amazon's e-commerce dominance that sparked a few of the most intense moments. I would imagine that McDonald's, which employs a million, I'm, I'm going to say probably a million people, maybe, let, maybe at least thousands in the US, this must be a labor issue. I think it's one of the largest, if not the largest employer in America. I think Walmart is the largest employer. But I was going to say, is like, this there. is, they, they've got to be up there. I mean, I, me- yeah. I remember when, you know, getting a job at McDonald's was the whole thing in the 90s. Yeah, yeah. They, they have a huge, uh, huge workforce. Um, yeah, in terms of politicians, yeah, we, we got some responses from uh, Senator Wyden, Representative Pocan, and uh, Representative Norcross. They were all pretty angry at this. You know, they all said that, uh, you know, if the allegations in the story are true, if McDonald's is really spying on the workers, this is completely unacceptable. And McDonald's needs to answer questions about it. So we'll see if there's any response on the Hill, you know, maybe hearings. I don't know if that's going to happen, but that would be interesting. And obviously the timing is is good for that, is ripe for that, because um, congressmen and senators are right now discussing whether to raise the minimum wage to $15 progressively from today until 2025. And, you know, as you can imagine, it's not a super popular issue uh, among Republicans. So there's a lot of discussions. Uh, there's also uh, Senator Manchin from West Virginia, who is a Democrat, who is not... Um, not in favor of raising the minimum wage. So there's a lot of talk in Washington DC right now about labor issues. So we'll see if they, we'll see if anyone takes on the surveillance of workers um, and starts asking questions to companies like Amazon and McDonald's. I mean, it does seem like sort of one of the major labor issues facing the next few years. I mean, it's the most, it's incredibly 2021 that we have private spies being employed to spy on workers and their internet activity. Yeah, and, and as like uh, the labor lawyer we spoke to said that it's even illegal just to create the impression that you're spying on workers involved in a labor movement, uh, which which I didn't know and I was surprised. So so it's not just that you cannot spy on them, is that you can't create circumstances uh, for which the employees think they're being spied on. So so labor law is, is very it's very tricky. So it's possible that McDonald's crossed a few lines here. All right. Well, thank you, Lorenzo. I'm sure we're going to hear a little bit more about this as it develops, but uh, always fun to talk about Ronald McDonald spying on people. Yeah, I think uh, if you haven't seen the illustration, uh, go check it out. It was uh, really well done. I still love Big Macs. I got to tell you, though. That's okay. It's okay to like fast food, you know, it's a sort of a guilty pleasure we all we all have. It's I love McDonald's food. It's like it's so classic. But uh, what I don't love is them allegedly using private spies. <laughs> yeah, that's not uh, that's not great. It's not uh, not groovy. I'm not loving it. Oh wow. 
<laughs> Thanks, man. You should, you should ask Justin Timberlake about that. All right, bye. Bye, bye. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ed, I think this is your. Fr- I think this is your first time on Cipher, not Cyber. Well, Cyber, but Cipher. We and we're just going to talk some shit. It'll be good. This is why I wanted to start with something that I know you're going to be have some opinions on. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I kind of, to be honest with you, I was a little shocked by it myself when I saw it happen. I believe it was yesterday mm-hmm. when President Biden put his his support behind the Amazon warehouse union drive. Today and over the next few days and weeks, workers in Alabama and all across America are voting on whether to organize a union in their workplace. This is vitally important. Did that, I mean, did that surprise you? You're someone who reports on labor issues in tech, and I mean, I was surprised. Yeah, I was definitely surprised. I mean, no sitting president has ever, since I think FDR, and I don't even think that FDR did, supported a union drive, right? Um, you know, I had money on Biden just like, waiting until after the union election to issue words and be like, yeah, we, we like what you did there. Good job. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah. And, Something like very like non-committal, but committal a bit. Mm-hmm. So we can after, skate that line, that progressive and leftist line. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, you know, I wish he called out Amazon. That would have been nice. That's, I feel like that's something that could have just been done easily, but uh, to be like, yeah, workers are the, have the right to do union drives and also employer intimidation is wrong. I think those are good, good moves and surprising because Obama didn't do that. There were, there were attacks on unions under Obama and he just said like they, they asked for it, you know, uh, they were living beyond their means or whatever uh, he had his press secretary say. Uh, Clinton, you know, famously also let unions get rolled over by, you know, businesses, Carter, uh, same thing, you know, it's really, it's uh, it is a surprise. It was welcome. I hope he proves me wrong on this. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I agree. I, like, I, I certainly didn't see this like nearly octogenarian uh, mm-hmm. president who's who's who definitely like didn't definitely doesn't uh, you know, he wasn't particularly popular among the progressive vote, even in the Democratic Party, to kind of come out this strong for unions. So, yeah. I mean, we'll see what happens. You got you got to give him credit where credit is due, though. Yeah, but I wish he should have said he should have said Amazon's name. That was like such an easy layoff. That would have just been like a you know a little brownie on the top, little cherry on the top, and he didn't do that. Yeah, yeah, true, true. But I th- I guess like the thing too though is that that I, I was also kind of shocked by was you know this is a sitting president of the United States who's saying this about Amazon, 
And Amazon is like bar none, one of the biggest contracting companies in the entire US government. I mean, mm-hmm. Bezos has spent so much money blobbing DC. He's got one of the biggest mansions, I think, in DC. Yeah. Considers it a place where uh, of incredible political importance. And for the president to sort of, you know, I know he didn't name it, but kind of, you know, slap the hands of Amazon a little bit there is is interesting. It's, uh, it's I definitely didn't see that coming. Yeah. You know, I never, I, de- I definitely didn't at all, you know, especially because he's got a lot of ties to Amazon. I mean, his former communications director is now Amazon's like face of public affairs, Jay Carney. Um, his uh, counsel's brother is also a chief, like a big Amazon lobbyist that helps Amazon uh, construct policy. So, you know, there, there are good links. There's a bunch of people that were former Amazon executives, or former Amazon workers um, in management who were on his transition team or helping out with the transition team. So with usually I don't expect specific, you know, fa- uh, companies to get named just because of how many of them are in the admin or connected to him. Yeah, I mean, there's been so many ex-Obama staffers who went to work for big Silicon Valley companies and that, Mm -hmm. you know, to see the Biden administration come out early on this as well. There's going to be more that's going to have to come or not come, but it'll be interesting to see what the relationship will be uh, between between Biden and Silicon Valley, but Mm -hmm. we'll see. All right, so this next one, uh, this one, this is, the video itself and the audio is crazy. So Mm -hmm. basically a cop, started playing a song to stop themselves from being recorded? Can you please turn that off? It's I'm a, just trying to see how many people are watching us. Since I you can't answer my simple question, I tried to find it myself. Yeah, right. Like, what a tactic. <laughs> yeah, they're evolving over there. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, they are, they are. Where is like, Beverly Hills? You know, I yeah. would not expect the cop to be like, let's use IP law. <laughs> you know, yeah. Usually they just break the law, they get what they want. So, um, it, it's, it's, um, you know, I'm curious, like with, with this one, you know, usually I think what Instagram tried to say, if it's an incidental thing and it's one time, it won't get swept up, but the algorithm I feel like is indiscriminate and just goes for it anyway. Right. Yeah. And I think it's, it, it also just like kind of called into question just the idea of recording cops and how that's been such obviously in the last year has been such Mm -hmm. a such an important feature to the american cultural landscape for a multitude of reasons the fact that it was sort of the cops fighting back to me was was something like like uh, partly clever Mm -hmm. just kind of shows the cat and mouse of all this and like what what else is this going to hold for us yeah you know i mean because it's it's like one of the many ways they always like they, even when they're mandated, for example, to record themselves with the cameras, they'll try to turn mm. it off, right? Or, oh, my camera fell off, you know, or I accidentally bumped into someone and at an angle it hit the off button, which is behind it, you know. Um, so there's all sorts of excuses, but the, but using IP law or using like copyright infringement to get a strike down is. Also, I think a sinister thing because probably like that cop did not just like have an idea in his head and he's like, oh, what if, you know, he probably had a meeting, right? They probably had yeah, a meeting totally. uh, uh, to tell officers. And if they're doing that, it is a bit chilling to think that the policy now is like if you're getting a uh, record, you want to like remove transparency and accountability and not get report recorded because if you get recorded, then we have to fight that. I mean, also to me, like just – 
if you're a cop, if you're doing the right thing, you sh- why are you worried about being recorded? Right. Exactly. Like yeah. I don't like I don't I don't get it. Like if you're getting if you're being if you're doing the right thing, you, you should have no issues. I mean, if, yeah. you're, if you're if you're killing someone on camera, you you have problems. But right. you're, not, you're killing someone on camera. Yeah, you know, I I feel like sometimes it's also like a preemptive thing they do instead of like actually instilling in the officers, you know, hey, like you don't have to use force in every situation. Instead, it's like, hey, here's how you can avoid having the force documented or cast dispersions on it and so on and so forth. Uh, because like you said, the right approach is not to like get a copyright strike on a live stream. It's to just not fuck up and do, it, yeah, and yeah, do anything like, that hurts someone or kills someone, you know? Yeah. Like if you, if you just act, if you're being a, a legitimate cop and doing the right thing, you shouldn't have anything to worry about. But, and that's why it, it, it to me, it was just sort of like it, kind of revelatory of that, I guess the the feeling among cops that I don't see because I don't really interact with with uh, your your average police officer that they're mm-hmm. mad about being recorded, mm-hmm. and to me that just says a lot about how policing and how police are, are viewing sort of the last the last twelve months and also the last little while where people are filming them and and holding them accountable. Where it's right. like we have to stop you from doing that, even though that's yeah. your right. You know what I right. mean? Mm-hmm. It's even like the idea of when you ask a cop for their badge number or things like that, there's been cops that have avoided it. And it's, you know, now you're recording, so they have to. Um, mm-hmm. And this is like it's just basic rights. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yeah. they're kind of pushing back on that. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I wonder how far it'll go. You know, it would be it would be ridiculous if that gave them like a device to just play some song that will, <laughs> you know, I mean, other than a phone, but just something where it's like you press it and instantly the music comes up. Yeah, um, like do, like don't stop believing starts playing. And you're like, yeah. of course, <laughs> you do. You would like that song, wouldn't yeah. you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it would. Okay, so this final this this final one. Uh, I, I'll be honest with you. When I first was reading this, I was like, what is this story? Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's kind of interesting that an investigation in Sweden basically found that people who were reading audiobooks were falling asleep like halfway through and there was missing chat. So I guess it begs the question, like, is there no quality control in this? That's what I, I, I was listen, wondering. When I, was I don't reading, listen to audiobooks, but you know, like. I was under the impression that if you do an audiobook, the company has to review it because it's their audio. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Can you imagine you like you're listening to like old man in the sea and it's just like some dude just dozes off like Starts halfway just through. snoring. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I, I wonder if, you know, the reason there wasn't quality control is because these audiobooks were for people who are visually impaired or disabled because, you know, I can see that it's fucked up that a company would do that and that and the companies in general will not care about, you know, audiences or groups that are disabled unless like they are just giving them the product like the book, but they don't really care about the quality control. Um, yeah. And it feels like that's what happened here because – yeah, you know, like it just, I always operated off the assumption that, okay, audiobook gets recorded, someone listens to it, you did a good job, and they accept yeah. it. Not, not like you just like turn it in at midnight, like, yeah. hey, don't look at this, <laughs> don't open yeah, it. Yeah, like it's like, I can't just, I can't just like record a podcast and just be like halfway through, be like, all right, guys, the fucking, I gotta sleep a little bit here. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, like, like and no ben? one will notice until an yeah, investigation like, a year like, later. <laughs> yeah, like, like what? <laughs> Like I I do my job. Who are you? <laughs> it's and like whole chapters missing. That one also threw me off. I don't. What do you like? 
what if I give you a the book is like we know it takes like a hundred hours to record it, and I give you a fifty hour file. Does no one ask <laughs> any questions? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like I, I don't know. It's, just, it, I mean, it's definitely something that wouldn't have been my problem because I don't listen to audiobooks, but you know, and that's why you have people who are disabled who do and who are hearing disabled and don't get to actually like listen to the full book. Like that's fucking ridiculous. And did you know what they? What was it with taxpayer money, right? The government. Yeah. Is, that's that's also not that's a grift that someone set up. That's like, a major hey, grift. Yeah, have, that's a major grift. That's a major grift. But do we okay. have something like that here? Do we have like any sort of public program where it's like if you want to record a audio book, you can? Uh I I don't know. I don't think so. I guess like my Canadian mm. sense is is that you don't because you yeah this country <laughs> doesn't fund anything here. <laughs> um. It's the old uh, you gotta you gotta go with the old capitalists mm-hmm. for investments on stuff. So I would imagine not. But then again, I mean, there might be subsidies or you know what? If somebody's listening right now and can correct me on this, please hit me up. Yeah, uh, I hope it exists. Frankly, well, uh, on on that note, uh, thank you for coming on to to talk <laughs> shit about on. stories with me. <laughs> <laughs> See you. All right, see you later, Ed. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.